Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined as always by Sheldon Williams, Duke uh, Athletics Hall of Famer, uh, talking about Duke's big win uh, Saturday night over Syracuse. That's two wins in a row for the Blue Devils. They they beat Syracuse seventy seven fifty five. Uh, just a really dominant performance, uh, Sheldon. And uh, boy, it, it was uh, it, it was good to see the offense really kind of get going. And in, in, uh, uh, the shooting was really exceptional last night. Yeah, it was it was great to to watch this game. I mean, I know in the past we have had some uh, troubles up there, um, but you know this year um, we went up there going into the game two and six, I believe, from road on road wins. Yeah, and for us to actually go out there and actually you know play a good game, we needed that as well as our team needed that for our confidence. I think that was a good thing for us, uh, especially if we're going what four games left. Um, in the season and yep. one more road game as well. So I think it was a, I think it was a good turning point for us. We grew up. Um, I think if this game happened maybe a month ago, it might've went a different way, but I think we kind of grew up. It's a really good point. That does give Duke three, three road runs now in, in league play against six losses. And you said, and uh, yeah, the growth is really, uh, really evident because uh, if you think back to, to January and the, those, some of those road losses, I mean, NC State was the, was the blowout loss, right? But then you had close losses to Clemson, um, uh, Virginia Tech was a, yeah, a three-point yeah. loss. Yeah. Um, Duke was competitive in some of these road games. And then you fast forward to February, and Virginia, obviously, were very competitive in that one and just couldn't get over the hump. So um, you know, John Shire said after the game yesterday, he thought the team is playing better on the road. Um as time goes on here, it was just a matter of finishing. And yesterday for the first time, I mean, they really come out in the first half and that 21 to two run just really took control of the game right, right. Um, by halftime. And uh, uh, Syracuse scored the last six points of the half. And then first three of the second half. So it kind of made it a little bit dicey. It's like, okay, is this getting away? But then, right, uh, right. you know, after that, they came out um, uh, and, and really took control of the game. And really Syracuse was never in it the rest of the game was, was uh, uh, considering again, the way some of the other road games gone, that's a lot of growth to come out and just really take control of a game and not let them, you know, really be in it. Right, right. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, uh, just watching the game, I was, I was looking at the the zone, and I knew we were gonna have a tough time in the zone because you know Beheim's zone has been tried and tested throughout the thirty plus years he's been there. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We know that he's gonna <laughs> have that going on. So with our team. You just never knew what kind of outside of shooting that we was going to have. And fortunately for us, our shooting was on. We had, what, half our points off threes last night, Yeah, you know, which is, you know, crazy because, you know, we were 13 for 26, 50% from three-point, uh, you know, land. And the fact that we actually was able to get the ball inside that little mid-range free throw area and kick it out or live to get the offense rebound and he kicks it out and we just lined up open threes. You know, Whitehead got us started. Roach took us home. You know, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, before we go any further, I do want to remind everybody that the Believe in Duke podcast 
is sponsored by Bet Online, betonline.ag. Uh, they've been a sponsor of the podcast for quite some time. We appreciate them. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores. For almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. You know, early on yesterday, um, uh, the game kept, it was close because it was 19 all at one point. Because Duke had like seven turnovers in the first 20 minutes. We've talked a lot about turnovers this year and how it's been such an issue. And I don't know what you thought about it. Again, it seemed like a lot of those issue uh, turnovers were kind of self-inflicted, weren't they? I mean, um, it kind of that's a little bit alarming, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we've had problems all year, pretty much trying to uh, we, we kind of keep shooting ourselves in the foot, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. um, that game was no different. I know we were trying to figure out their zone early on and trying to see how we can kind of penetrate it and crack the you know the weaker spots of the zone. Um, so I know some of that is kind of you know towards that. And uh, I understand that. But there was other times where, you know, we just flat out careless. You know, Roach mm-hmm. came up with the ball. He kind of put it on his right side and then hit off his leg. And like, all right, the guy was like, all right, thank you. You know, right away, you yeah. know, like, I mean, <laughs> or dunk, you know, yeah. those type of things, like, you know, we, we can't keep doing, especially um, against, you know, better teams. And I'm thinking like, all right, you know, we're going to have another seven, eight um, turnover half. That's going to be 14, 15 for the game. Like we can't keep doing that to ourselves. And fortunately, as the game went on, we got better with the ball. We had lesser um, turnovers in the second half than we did in the first half before we went on to that 19, I'm sorry, the 21 and two run when it was 1919. But the fact that, you know, we were starting the game, I, I felt the energy was a little bit better because um, we came out, Proctor came out and hit this first shot, which was a three. I like, Mm -hmm. great. You know, against a two-three zone, you know, great. We need this. You know, it was a, it was a big, uh, power, empowering moment for us. And I think it kind of translated over to uh, Whitehead as we really need him to get going. And he showed up to, uh, you know, in the big area for us, especially in the second, I mean, first half when we were trying to make that separation. And the fact that, you know, Flip got into it later on as well. And uh Jimmy Roach was doing you know Jimmy Roach things you know it, it was it was great for us and Mark Mitchell was in the middle of that, that uh zone he's over here getting big rebounds and you know uh the little 15 the 8 to 15 shift put jump shot in the middle of that paint in that zone which is kind of a little bit of a sweet spot for us but offensively as the game went on this is one of our better offensively games you know like we was able to actually attack on different and multiple points of our game against a really good zone you know they didn't shoot the ball well for us thankfully for us but they have a tried and tested true zone and that's what was going on we was able to actually uh get our third road win yeah and and again yeah you mentioned the turnovers you know they kind of got it under control uh during that 21 to 2 run unsurprisingly they only had one turnover <laughs> and that was uh Roach tried to a lob pass to Lively, the overshot, yeah, and it went yeah. out of bounds. But I looked over at the bench at that point, and Shire was, like, clapping his hands. Like, he, I, I don't think he was mad about that. It was, like, an aggressive turnover. They, they don't mind. I mean, it, 
throw the ball off your leg, go for a layup. That's bad. Like, yeah, that's not aggressive. That's just a mistake. Yeah, yeah. But throw, uh, the, throw the ball uh, way over Roach's head uh, in the first half, like uh, Proctor did. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah he's that's not, like, he's not he's not flip. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so during that run, it was just it was beautiful basketball by the Blue Devils, uh, and you know they only had one turnover during that run, and that that's if the, it's been that way all along, really. They slapped themselves on offense more than defense has stopped themselves, I think. I mean, you know, Virginia and teams like that, uh, uh, exceptional. But if they don't turn the ball over, they score at a high percentage, Duke does. And so that, that's that been kind of the key all along is is getting that going. And um, the shooting has actually gotten better of late. You know, this is the third team, uh, third time in the last uh, seven or eight games here that they've shot 50% or better. So – you know, we had that they had that stretch in January where they couldn't shoot forty percent, like four or five games in a row, and it seems like they've come out of that, get a little more um, confidence with the shots. Um, and Whitehead is really making a big statement here. He's really he's still coming off the bench. Which, how about that? Having that coming off the bench and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, came he, in and made one too, right? So yeah, what a punch that is. Yeah, he, I think it was a long. It was actually a deep one too uh, when mm-hmm. he came in. And that was pretty good to see him. I wish that we got a little bit more from him like we did the last uh, game. Uh, but the fact that uh, I don't want this young team to get in the habit of, oh, we had a great shooting game. Now we're a shooting team. You know, we're not that yet. I mean, we only had four free throws. So, you know, that's very low for us. I think that probably is the low of the year for us where we have four free throws. You know, yeah. we, we went four for four. But – Granted, that's what the zone does. It makes you shoot a lot more uh, jump shots. But I want to make sure that, you know, this young team doesn't But oh, yeah, we're the old, you know, Duke shooting team now. Like, we can do all <laughs> kinds of stuff, you know. We got I JJ mean, was, out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, some of the old Duke ways was uh, kind of – it kind of came out a little bit last game where Proctor got this, uh, the ball on the fast break and he wound up, you know, instead of, sh- you know, waiting for his guys to come out and set up. He's at three. You know, that's like something that the Duke, you know, old teams have done where we have a – if you feel it, Coach K encourages that, you know, that type thing. And, you know, that kind of was kind of cool to see Proctor, you know, you know, get into that mode as well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when it's working, it's working. So, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I happen to be sitting near some NBA scouts. There were several at the game, obviously, whenever Duke plays. There's a lot of NBA scouts there. And I know when Whitehead came out and started hitting those threes in the first half, there was guys that were scribbling down some things. Yeah, yeah, I I, I bet, I bet. I mean, uh, we didn't get a chance to see, you know, um, a lot uh, early on because it was robbed of us with his injury and then him trying to get back into it, and then he got injured again. So now that I'm hoping that that's the bad part that's behind him and we've seen, you know, um, the – progress of whitehead each and every game and for us to have that off the bench is great for us uh, i know it may not be something he wants right now but for us i think it's great because we have another you know offensive asset coming off the bench and he's he's very confident i mean you saw a lot of times where it'd be a guy right there in his face and he's catching shooting like he's yeah. just in rhythm very confident and the form looks good yeah absolutely um and then obviously uh talking about duke's defense it's it's been there pretty much all season long and uh syracuse shot 35 percent uh this is the lowest their lowest point total in an acc game this season uh and they averaged 74 points a game they only scored 55 in their home arena with thirty-one thousand people there yelling for them it was a it was a, a great atmosphere always in the dome whenever duke comes in 
uh, for Duke's defense to shut them down. Really an impressive game. I know Gerard had 20 and, and Mintz had 18 on the perimeter. Um, I think uh, uh, Shire was fine with those guys getting some shots out there if they make them, whatever. I mean, but Duke really shut off the middle, which I'm sure is near and dear to your heart, the way they controlled the paint and, and kept them from getting paint touches. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I mean, one thing for us, our Duke team always prides ourselves on defense. You know, year after year, no matter what's going on, defense is our staple. That's what we do, our Duke defense. And the fact that they had three starters, uh, all three of them didn't score more than six points. You know, mm-hmm. one was scoreless, one had five points, one had six points. You know, and then, you know, like you said, the other two, they go get theirs. I mean, that's just they really good players. Yeah. But the fact that we shut off three of those starters – was a, a, a big sign for us where we were zoned in and locked in on defense and it translated over to our offense. And that really is what, uh, you know, I talked to the guys in the locker room after the game was the 21 to two run was fueled by defense. They got stops, they got stops after stops after stops. Um, a couple of times the stops turned into transition opportunities. You mentioned Proctor's three pointer. That was one that came after a, a lively block. He, he blocked it and kept it in play. Right, right, right. As you know, is the important thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very. I mean, it's cute to throw it to the third row, and uh, <laughs> but they get the ball back. But the yeah. fact that he, he blocked it and was able to get the ball back and start fast break, you know, that's one of the best plays in basketball because all the all the, the defense is normally already kind of in the paint. So you throw it over the defense, and we got, you know, a fast break going. Right, and Proctor confidently took that three-pointer and uh, has a big, a big, big turning point there. And yep. I think uh, there was a stat the other night. I, f- I forget. Uh, I think it was on the during the Notre Dame game that um, Lively's block shots have led to Duke's transition baskets like sixty percent of the time this year. So, I mean, he, he he's pretty good at keeping the ball in play uh, most of the time. And then if Duke can get it going, this isn't a Duke team that's been big in transition points like other Duke teams have. But uh, that's one area where the defense leads directly into points, and it's an important thing. Uh, as we go forward here, and we talk about uh, four regular season games left now, uh, three of them at home. The next three are at home uh, uh, with uh, Louisville Monday night and then Virginia Tech on Saturday and then NC State before the trip to Carolina. And then after that, it's the Greensboro and ACC tournament. But my point with all that is um, this team is getting better before our eyes. Uh, I know last week was tough with the losses to Miami and Virginia, particularly, the, I mean, the Virginia game gut punch Miami was an embarrassment that the team really responded from um John said John Shire said the players had little players only meeting after that Miami game um and kind of you know aired some stuff out right I guess that has to happen you've been in those before um and let's think about since then played really well at Virginia won the last two games by playing well something clicked yeah, I guess they yeah. needed it, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's very um, – I want to say it's very mature for our team to have, you know, the wherewithal to actually know when to have that meeting. You know, a lot of times, you know, it can be a meeting where it's, it's – I'm just going to say it – full of BS. You know, you know, players want to point fingers and they want to do that type thing in those type meetings, whereas a more veteran, mature team, they will get players together, but, hey – we need to really zone in on this. I need more from you. I'm going to hold you more accountable. I need you to do this, you know, and just go down the line and have that. And if everybody's bought in, then you will see a lot more positive 
you know, things that come from that meeting. I mean, shoot, we had a game yesterday where we had 22 assists. Everybody was sharing the ball. Everybody was touching the ball. Everybody felt like they was involved. It felt like a group effort against, you know, Syracuse. And there's no coincidence that it wind up being one of our better shooting nights because of that. So to have that meeting and everybody kind of zone in, lock in, and believe what they all trying to achieve, I think it's great for our young team to actually be involved with. And I, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I mean, like there's been, there's been some meetings where there's been some cussing at people. There's some, you know, we over here pointing fingers and things yeah. like that. Whatever. I mean, sometimes it's called for that. Sometimes not. But the fact they figure out, you know, what type of meeting they need to have and for them to actually kind of, you know, get in with that. I think that was uh, that's awesome to have. And we've seen the results right now. Yeah, they're, they're playing connected basketball yeah. uh, at the right time. And yep. again, we're, we're here late in the season. Um, you know, big win as far as, you know, getting a road win by 10 or more points. And you've talked about the, the NCAA, the net, you know, the like the old the old RPI. We call it now it's the net. Um that moved Duke up to number twenty-five in the country from from uh, from thirty-four. I mean, that's a pretty good, big jump um, against the Syracuse team that's down in the nineties. I mean, they're not they're they're not going to the NCAA tournament, uh, but that just shows you that there's things factored in there for winning on the road and and winning by a large margin. So uh, that was a big win for Duke. It really puts Duke. They're in the running now for a, a top four ACC tournament seed. Uh, just one game behind because Clemson lost to Louisville last night uh, on Saturday night. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> what is that? This is crazy. I mean, uh, Notre Dame almost beat uh, Virginia the night yeah. too. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And Louisville almost beat Virginia the game before that. It was yeah, a three-point yeah, game. Yeah, it's, this is wild. This is wild. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as we look ahead to the next game here for Duke, Louisville, right? Louisville's played really yeah. well the last two games against two really good teams. Uh, yes. They were both at home, obviously, but uh, this would be at Cameron. Duke's undefeated at Cameron, so it shouldn't be any problems there. But let's just say this game looks a little different now than it did a week ago. It definitely does. It definitely does. I mean, one thing that's comforting is we haven't um, lost at home, so we're taking care of home. Hopefully that, you know, extends the next couple of games uh, as well as we finish the season up. But, you know, that's one thing that's comforting. But, uh, I mean – I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shoot up to the uh, to Duke. Uh, I'm gonna watch that game live. So uh, yep. I'm I'm hoping uh, for a good outcome. I don't want to be in a situation where oh we blaming you for coming up to the game and we lose our first home game, you know that type of thing. So I want to even put that in the air or the universe or whatever you want to you know call it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is the game you're coming to Cameron. Yeah. The last time you were at Cameron, wasn't you? Know, a lot of things bad happened yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's not just you, but there were a lot of things that night. Uh, right. But uh, first time this year. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you, seeing you back in 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 Canberra. It's going to be great to see you in person. Got to see you in Atlanta. You know, we we mm. do this, we take this podcast in different cities all the time. But, right, uh, right, right. It's fun uh, <laughs> when you're in the same place, and it's going to be great to see you back in in Cameron uh, uh, for the Louisville game uh, Monday night. Um, and uh, this really kicks off, a, a, you know, a key stretch. I mean, this the whole situation here has been key since those losses in January, but. Louisville and Virginia Tech at home back to back, and then NC State, uh, three home three home games in a row. Uh, it, you know, if Duke can win all three, be in really good shape for get those you know, to get the double buy double in, in yep. Greensboro and not play till Thursday. So, um, especially, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, but that NC State game is going to have a lot of passion. 
after what NC State did to Duke. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's only it's only right. I mean, uh, we have to remember. You know what? We probably don't even need to say anything. Just put that game back on uh, on the big screen and in the locker room and let them watch it and hit and see their faces and their their body language and how how far they have come from that point to where they are right now. So yeah. I'm hoping for good things, but yeah, yeah, that was a, a game that we need to be extra motivated to get a, a revenge back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still a week away, but uh, Louisville first, yes, somebody else yes. is going to be back in Cameron on Monday night. Nolan Smith. Yep. 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 Uh, Nolan's going to be back in, uh, in camera. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, you know, seeing them come in with some red on, you know, yeah. versus, you know, having that, uh, that big blue, but it's going to be uh, a familiar face. You know, that's the, that's the main thing, especially, you know, uh, they call him the people's champ. So he, everybody yeah. in Durham loves, you know, you know, Nolan and everything, but it's going to be uh, a little bit awkward, but it'd be good to see an, uh, a familiar face. Yeah. He's going to, you know, he's going to come out of the visiting locker room. It's going to yeah. be in, in weird places. He's not been like, right, right, right. You know, he knows every inch of Cameron, right? Like you guys, but when you're in the visiting, that, that's odd. That's going to be odd. Yeah, it, de- it definitely. Yeah. I mean, like he's going to come out there like, Oh, wrong bitch. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else we got to be careful about too. I remember a few years ago when, when Capel was there coaching Pitt, and the crazies yelled, Jeff Capel sit with us. It was during the late, late in the first half. Uh-huh. And coach K went ballistic. Oh yeah. He thought they were saying something. All he heard was Capel and they were like, he's like, wait, he's one of ours. He's one of us. He's one yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So yeah. um let's hope everything's smooth with Nolan. I'm sure there'll be some signs and some chance from the crazies for Nolan. I'm sure. Yeah. They're gonna ask him to come sit with them or whatever, you know, just to to welcome him back. No matter if he's wearing Louisville red or not, he's still national champion, Nolan Smith, ACC player of the year, Nolan Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, but but Duke has to get the win. Uh, all the sentimentality aside. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said uh, a few episodes ago, we got to do everything game by game. You know, we can't be uh, trying to look forward to uh, you know the Carolina you know rematch. We got to go you know game by game because as you see, anything can happen. You know, when Louisville beating. Uh, um, you said it was a Virginia. I'm sorry, Clemson. Uh, Clemson. Lou, yeah, Louisville beating Clemson. Anything can happen on any given night. So we got to take it game by game to finish this thing out. And Virginia Tech beat Pitt uh, yeah. yesterday as well in at Blacksburg, which they're very tough at home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, again, two of the top teams, two of the teams that are up there in the top four, went down yesterday uh, yeah. on Saturday as we taped yeah. this on Sunday. So um, it's getting crazy here at the end, man. It's a scrambles <laughs> it there. Definitely but, is. But Duke is in position again. Uh, you know, wasn't sure it was going to be possible uh, after those losses to Miami and Virginia uh, to get back up there. But again, a couple other teams lost. So, um, you know, give that double buy and be important. I mean, just for the rest factor, not having right. to play four games in four days to win the ACC. Right, right. Um, I think this team obviously is now 19 and eight. Uh, Duke is in position to to go to the NCAA tournament. No question about it. They've done enough now. Um, uh, you, know, you want to move up the seed line in NCAAs as well, uh, getting three, you know, three more home wins. Beating NC State will be, be, be big. But then if you get in the ACC tournament and, you know, you have to win a couple of games to get to the championship, those could be some key wins, again, that can bump up that net. Right, uh, right. Maybe move them up to from the seven line to the five line maybe if they can maybe, find that yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But like I said, we got to take it game by game. Like, we control our, our destiny right now. So if we can take it game by game, 
everything will kind of take care of itself. You know, that's the that's the main thing. But you know, for a young team, we gotta put those uh those racing horse blinders on and just be looking at the the team in front of us. You know, we can't be looking to the side, especially you know, late in the year, a lot of things come into play where you know, people try to come in with agents and, you know, you know, things like that to kind of distract you from your actual goal when you here at, in college. And I'm hoping that uh, Duke has a good uh, system around these young kids and not entertain, you know, these type things because I mean, they, they're going to be there. They're not going anyway. You know what I'm saying? They, they're right. going to be there. So as long as you take care of your stuff, they're always going to be opportunities. And I'm hoping that that's the case. Yeah. And that's one thing that, um, uh, Rachel Baker, the new general manager, the first first year she's been the, the first general manager in Duke basketball history. Uh, they hired her, you know, uh, uh, last year, and that's one of her jobs. That that's her her one of her main roles is to to field any NIL opportunities, that kind of stuff. Any you know uh, NBA teams are going to talk to these guys once the season's over. Uh, they're they're you know they come to games. I mentioned there were a lot of scouts there yesterday. Uh, all that can funnel through Rachel. Um, to try to, you know, uh, insulate the guys so they can uh, take care of their business on the court and everything. So that's one thing she does. Um, she's around, she's on, on every road trip. I see her all the time. She's doing a great job on that first year doing that because Whitehead, Lively, Filipowski are all, you know, looking at like first round NBA picks if they decide to come out. Um, and we're getting that time of year where it's like, okay, it's not that far away. You know, it's not right, that far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're in February right now. I mean, almost yeah. the end of February. So, yeah, next month is, uh, you know, March Madness and then go from there. So, yeah, it's, it's literally, you know, <laughs> it's right here. Like, <laughs> Take care of business first at Duke, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do yeah. that. All right. Well, listen, uh, that that's enough of this episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, appreciate uh, uh, Bet Online for sponsoring our Believe in Duke podcast. We'll have another episode up later this week on Friday. Uh, we'll break down the Louisville game and look forward to Saturday's game with Virginia Tech. That's a revenge game too, right? That it is. That it is. We got two of them coming up on yeah. our list after, after that, Louisville. After so, yeah. Louisville. Yeah. After taking care of Nolan and uh, L. Ellis. <laughs> L. Ellis is from Durham also, the guard from okay. Louisville. He's coming back. He loves to play against triangle teams. So anyway, uh, we'll see how that how that breaks down. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Sheldon, uh, good talk to you. Can't wait to see you. Uh, you too. You Monday too. night in Cameron. In Cameron, yes. It's going to be a great, great <laughs> atmosphere for you, buddy. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll join you next time. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.